How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. On this episode of The Fieldhouse Files, I'll react to the NBA suspending its season. Talk with public address announcer Tim Sinclair on the moment he announced at Banker's Life Fieldhouse that the Big Ten tournament was off and how it impacts his life as a contractor. And I wanted to spotlight one of the local sports programs negatively affected. IUPUI women's basketball coach Austin Parkinson guided his team to its first ever NCAA tournament due to them winning the Horizon League tournament, but they'll never get that opportunity. All that and more. Stay tuned. And welcome into another episode of the Fieldhouse Files. I'm Scott Agnes, and this episode, this season, this current situation, it's all different. It's bizarre. It's unpredictable, and quite frankly, outside of the concern and care for one another, trying to follow sports at this point has become boring because nothing is going on. Adam Silver in the NBA deciding Wednesday evening to suspend the NBA season after Rudy Gobert became the first player that we know of to test positive for the coronavirus and a couple other players have since tested positive for it but we now find ourselves in a unique situation no sports are going on the NCAA tournament canceled NBA season suspended NFL season likely going to be impacted here especially their off season and so many more but on this show, I thought it'd be good to first talk through where the Pacers are at, um, some things being done behind the scenes, and then I'll talk with Tim Sinclair and Austin Parkinson on the show, two individuals deeply impacted by the cancellation. So we were at Bankers Life Fieldhouse Tuesday night. That was the Pacers' last game before the league's suspension of the season. They lost at home narrowly to the Boston Celtics, and now are 39-26 and technically have 17 games remaining, but I'm skeptical that we'll get to a point where they'll finish out the entire season. Hopeful that maybe there will be several games, kind of tune-up games, to finish off the regular season, and then you'll move into the postseason. And of course, the Pacers will be there right now in the fifth seed with the tiebreaker on the Philadelphia 76ers at 39-26, and and they would face the Miami Heat in round one of the playoffs. Again, hopefully we get there. Um, but there's no sure thing. Right now, the Pacers are being told, just kind of stay where you are. Stay um, away from others. Try not to invite others from out of town. And kind of self-quarantine yourself in your home for the next couple of weeks. Stay in contact with the trainer. Keep them updated on their health and, and all of that. But it's just uncharted territory right here that everyone's trying to navigate. The good news is, as I reported last week, the Pacers are picking up the tab for all the part-time workers at Bankers Life Fieldhouse through the Big Ten Tournament, and they're still working through how they will compensate and take care of employees for what should have been the rest of the Pacers season and concert season. A lot of that stuff had to be postponed. They're still working through that, but part-time employees have been reassured not to worry because they will be taken care of here in this situation, and that's what you would expect from Pacers owner Herb Simon, a family guy. That's one big reason they've kept the team 
uh, within the family, and we see Steve Simon take a larger and larger role uh, within the organization and representing them amongst the rest of the owners and governors at league meetings as well. And to put a positive spin on this is the fact that the Pacers are not healthy. Remember, they were without Doug McDermott. Several players were playing through injuries, like Victor Oladipo, still trying to rehab through that quad tendon injury. Doug McDermott, with a toe injury, had missed the last couple of games. Jakar Sampson uh, had a hip injury. T.J. Warren needed stitches to his left leg and wasn't 100%. So should games return, this is a situation where the Pacers probably should be better off here because they'll have better health and proved health, but that is also the case for other teams throughout the league because keep in mind, for example, the Milwaukee Bucks were without Giannis the last several games as he dealt with a knee injury and tried to get past that. LeBron James, an older player in this league who's still atop his game, this gives him time to rest and relax to potentially make a surge and a push in the postseason. Uh, I did write in the final day before the league suspended how the Pacers were pursuing Lance Stevenson but had some hiccups because Lance was having difficulties trying to get out of his contract with the Chinese Basketball Association and his specific team. A couple players had gotten out of their contracts. They had been with different teams, though, and those are all considered on a team-by-team basis, and that team had the belief that should Lance come back, and they're hopeful to resume their season uh, the first week in April. Um, This all hit, the coronavirus hit them several months ago, Um, which brought Lance and all those other players back home here in late January. So now a couple months later, they're looking to restart, but the Pacers at that time were trying to bring Lance back here because they needed some healthy bodies. So now who knows how that turns out because we don't know what might happen the rest of the season. Who knows how healthy the Pacers may be able to get. I mean, a quad strain for Malcolm Brogdon, generally those often need six weeks to heal up to their liking and be able to play at full strength. Well, He might have that six weeks off before games hopefully here resume. So my first conversation is with Tim Sinclair. He's the voice you hear at Bankers Life Fieldhouse in his second season as the public address announcer for Pacer Games, but he also has several other gigs um, that he does in addition to being with the Pacers, like Illinois basketball, like the Chicago Fire, including the Big Ten tournament where he was Thursday morning when word started to make rounds that the tournament was canceled and would be the first of so many to be canceled that day. All right, we'll start with Tim. And uh, we were both there, Tim, Wednesday night as games proceeded as usual. Um, but it was kind of an eerie feeling. I remember I was in my seat for the IU game as I got the email from the NBA where they announced the cancellation of the season. But it turns out those were the last games in the meantime that you would be the public address announcer for at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. You were there the next day, Thursday morning, I think about 15 minutes before tip-off, and by that time, you'd have probably already got into many reads. Take us back to that morning, that afternoon there at Bankers Life Fieldhouse as you're continuing on with your reads, but probably have a feeling that this thing um, is going to get canceled and and be done with for this Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I I thought we'd hear Wednesday night, quite frankly. I was fairly convinced that I was going to wake up to a phone call or a text or an email middle of the night Wednesday heading into Thursday saying that uh, things have been canceled. It was kind of an ominous feeling on Wednesday night. I'm glad it was Indiana playing because if not, it would have been a pretty empty arena as it was, I think. And uh, by Thursday, I, I hadn't heard anything and it seemed like you know, well, maybe we are going to give this a shot. I showed up and it felt like everything was normal. The security people were there and media was starting to trickle in and the people who worked along the table and everything felt fairly normal, except we knew 
that at 11 o'clock, when the doors would typically have opened, uh, they weren't going to, and we were just going to play for an empty arena. And so I had uh, just finished my lineups. We'd had a meeting with the officials. I'd kind of gotten them all written down, everything. I was, I was ready to go. And the announcement for the national anthem was going to happen at 1230 on the clock. And okay. as you mentioned, it was about 15 minutes when all of a sudden the officials had just walked out onto the floor and they had them turn around and go right back to the locker room. They sent the teams back and it was just a couple of minutes later, someone set a laptop in front of me and said, <laughs> here, read this. And it was, uh, my second uh, pretty disheartening read in the last 24 hours, uh, the first one came on Wednesday saying we weren't going to have anybody in the stands the rest of the tournament. And then on Thursday, of course, it was that the tournament was canceled and we were all going home. But essentially that, that announcement that you had to read wasn't for many people because, like you said, it was basically teams, team officials, and media that were there. No one else. Yeah, I almost could have gone up to each of them faster Correct. and told them right. myself. <laughs> <laughs> going, in, going into those games, say we proceeded as normal, how is your style going to change, if at all, or the frequency in, in which you talk on the mic at Bankers Life Fieldhouse? Because, again, primarily your job is to inform the fans, keep them updated, how many fouls. Other than that, especially more so during Pacer games, there are a couple requirements, such as, I think, two minutes at the end of the, the second quarter that you have to point out. But otherwise, how is your style going to have to change, if at all, without fans in attendance? Well, obviously, built into the name public address announcer right. kind of assumes that there is some public there to address. Uh, and that wasn't going to be the case. And so I'd ask that question, uh, you know, what should I do? What should I not do? And essentially, I was told to, um, you know, say all of the normal things. Who made a basket? How many fouls on the individual mm. and on the team? Okay. In college, as you referenced, you know, in the NBA, it's uh, two minutes in every quarter. We say two minutes. But in, in college, it's just one minute remaining at the end of the second half. That's the only real required read. But TV was going to take the lineups like they did on Wednesday. And so they were preparing to come to me which is another reason I had to be there for, uh, for those introductions. And I was going to say the same stuff, but probably not completely in the same way. Um, I tend to try to read the room as a public address announcer and um, either take the crowd to um, something they should be feeling or reflect what they already are feeling. And in a situation like that, Obviously, there's no one there to feel it other than the players. So uh, I think the goal was going to try to get all the pertinent information out to do it in a way that uh, they felt like they were playing in a real game. But you can't be over the top when there's no one there to cheer, right? So um, it would have had to be a little bit more subdued, and I was going to have to feel that out as we went. But uh, as we all know now, never really got that opportunity. Do you know how the other game op operations people had planned? Was there going to be normal music? And I don't think pep bands or cheerleaders were included in this essential personnel. Do we know how timeouts, for instance, would have been handled? Uh, the, you're right about the cheerleaders and the bands. They were not going to be in the building. And um, so they were going to have a, a DJ or at least the person in the sound booth playing music during those timeouts. Obviously, you have to fill them with something because um, TV needs them. And so they're taking their commercial breaks. Uh, so there was going to be music, but there was not going to be much else. Uh, there were a couple of team videos, I believe, uh, that they were still going to run. Um, they had scratched most of the sponsor stuff because obviously if, you know, the sponsors don't care so much when there's no one there. There's to no impressions. Yeah, They'd probably just refund that money. 
because of the lack yeah, of impressions. So. I, I don't know how all that works, and I'm glad it's <laughs> somebody else who's having to deal with it, not me. Right. So this is a significant loss for so many, just in terms of income and, and jobs and, and ushers and concessions people, those sort of things. I already reported how Bankers Life Fieldhouse plans to pay out um, those that were already scheduled to work, at least through the Big Ten tournament. That is handled, and then they'll continue to try to figure out whatever it was, Pacer games or um, concerts that's missed out. But you're in a, lo- a different situation a little bit too, Tim, because you branch out with so many different gigs. Um, there was Pacer games, there's Illinois basketball games, um, Major League Soccer with the Chicago Fire as well. Just for you personally and as it relates to um, you know your income and trying to live, how significant of a hit is this to you carrying on? Well, <laughs> um you know, missed out on 11 Big Ten games, an Illini spring football game, potentially uh, some Pacers games, depending on how the NBA decides to sure. move that around. I mean, if we eventually get to them all, then it's just deferred income rather than lost income. But you have to wait and see how that's going to play out. There are, I think, nine home games left in the regular season and then playoffs. Uh, Major League Soccer has sort of deferred everything at least 30 days. So uh, will that come back? I kind of feel like it will since the season hadn't really gotten, at least our home season hadn't gotten started with the Chicago fire. So I'm hoping that comes back for me. It, it feels like um, much of it is deferred. Okay. Uh, however, uh, I did get back and I do some TV and radio work as well. Um, and found out that uh, both corporations decided that because I was in the arena Wednesday and Thursday that they would like me to not come back to work for 10 days. So um, that wow. was a hit as well, uh, at least in, in some respects. There's um, not a whole lot you can do for those things when you're at home and you can't get in front of a camera or into a radio studio. So uh, we're trying to work with, with that, and, and there aren't any hard feelings, but it's just a an unfortunate result of uh, everything that's going on. And so it's probably 25 plus events and six to 10 days of uh, radio and TV work here and there that I would have had that um, is at least gone for now. And if it's gone forever, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I personally, we still have a long ways to go, but I can't imagine NBA able to get in 17 games. Let's say the Pacers, um, had left. I would. I'm kind of expecting a, an abbreviated end of the season and then playoffs at best. And hopefully, we can get to that point. We want games to resume, but in the meantime, our schedules very different now. The fact that you know there's nothing at night um, for us to watch or participate in. And I, for those that may not know, Tim is driving. I think from Champaign, right, for these Pacer yep. games for Bankers Life Fieldhouse, whether it's Big Ten, etc. So. You have a, a, quite a bit amount of free time. Um, any big any plans, or how do you plan to fill that time? Well, uh, initially, I mean, usually when I have to come over for a game and it's on a Monday through Friday, I am forfeiting time on um, CI Living, which is a TV show that I do here in central Illinois. And so uh, if I don't have to go to a game, I technically can, can go do that job instead. The problem is, as I mentioned, uh, they've said at least for uh, the next uh, week or so here that, uh, that I don't want me back there. Right. So uh, I'm kind of self-quarantined for, for a little bit, uh, depending on how long this goes. Um, I will have a little bit more uh, free time, but I'm so used to working, you know, between 110 and 130 events a year that um, there is a pretty big hole in my schedule. So I'll probably dust 
and <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm there with you though. I'm there with you. I was thinking about cleaning out the closet, getting sure. rid of some old clothes, maybe vacuuming. Like right. it's getting to this point where I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to turn it now into a positive and these things that I've gotten behind on. For instance, opening some of these books I haven't had time for. There's yep. an opportunity. That's one way to spin it. My boys were going to be with me uh, for Saturday and Sunday at the Big Ten tournament. We're going to they're going to come to the games with my parents who live in Indianapolis and um, try to obviously be in the same arena together. And then the times that I wasn't working, uh, we would have just uh, hung out with my family. Um, so now this weekend, we're you know uh, we we watched a movie on Disney Plus. We've uh, played a board game. We're working on a puzzle. We're playing some video games. You know, doing all sorts of stuff just to have fun that we normally don't do because quite often we're in the car or heading to a game or uh, watching another game so uh, we're doing some things that we wouldn't normally do which is fun Um, but you know it's generally you know that's going to wear off eventually (laughs) in a week or two I think we'll definitely be ready to get back to uh, to sports per usual and uh, I don't know that uh, it's going to happen quite that quickly but uh, I think everybody's looking forward to it yeah that's a whole different animal that having wives and kids and and other people to attend to when you also have things to do yourself that I I obviously don't have in my life too you know and I feel bad for those families if you have daycare and it, with school you know being called off here in Indiana at least until the first week in April that's it's a different beast so hang in there and we're rooting for you on a positive note before we end this Tim I appreciate you taking the time I'm just curious how you felt in general just about Pacers and now you're almost two years into this job taking over for Michael Grady has it been everything you had hoped um being at every pacer game with the best seat in the house there next to Dean right at half court oh man I I couldn't ask for for anything better I um you know you you dream of what it might be like and it's uh, something I thought about a, a lot uh, of a goal to do one NBA game in my life right you know a few years ago that was I just loved to go do one one game and now you know doing them all is is a dream come true and then you know the timing just hit right for a variety of things to get to do extra stuff had a couple playoff games last year and then going to uh, India in October and as a result of working with uh, a couple of the guys uh, at the NBA level in India they ask you to come to the all-star weekend and so um, man I've <laughs> I feel like I've hit the jackpot in so many ways in terms of uh, the opportunities I've had you know you can add Crossroads Classic and Champions Classic last year and Big Ten Tournament this year albeit abbreviated uh, I, I have um, I've, I've been on cloud night ever since and uh, it's been great that's great no very good you came in at a, a great time as you mentioned you got all-stars hopefully coming up next year right here in Indy plus all the different events that we host with regionals Big Ten whatever so no it's good to catch up Tim you were one of the first people I thought of and how it impacts you because this is your livelihood to an extent going around to all these different games so um, it's tough on all of us but especially you as well well, it's it's an unusual circumstance for everybody, obviously, and um, specifically for me, there aren't a whole lot of people who do sort of the variety of things across right. different sports leagues that I do, and um, you know, it, it'll come back, and uh, with everybody healthy, hopefully, and that's that's what we're all hoping for. And in the meantime, gotta bat down the hatches a little bit and uh, weather the storm but uh, ultimately i think everything will be just fine it's just a little inconvenient in, in the meantime very good tim thanks so much for your time i appreciate it you got it all right now joining me is austin parkinson of the iupy women's basketball team after their tremendous season going 23 and 8 only losing one game at home 
dominating the Horizon League, winning the conference regular season, conference tournament, which provides you an automatic berth into the NCAA tournament. And this is going to be your first opportunity to take IUPUI there. Going back to last week, what was that day like for you personally? And then having to share that news with your team that ultimately you would not get that opportunity because of what's going on right now. Well, it's definitely been a roller coaster week of emotions. Um, you know, winning the championship uh, here in Indianapolis in front of our fans, uh, the way that we did it, uh, holding Green Bay to no points in the fourth quarter, and capturing the first, you know, Horizon League tournament championship, and knowing you were going to qualify for the NCAA tournament was the highest of highs. You know, we were in the locker room afterwards, and I'm getting doused with water. And, <laughs> you know, the kids are fired up. It was just, it was a special, special moment to. Fast forward a few days later, and I'm actually doing a live interview on the radio, and I get a text message. I look down, it says it's canceled, but, you know, I wasn't quite sure exactly what that meant. I finished the interview. When I got off the phone, uh, I had three or four text messages from our players uh, texting me saying, oh, my gosh, it's canceled. And, uh, you know, it's 2020, and information travels differently. And so I never really even got the chance to be the one to deliver the news to our kids in fact, uh, they were kind of alerting me based on, on how quickly everybody found out. It, do you get on a, I don't know how, they were in, do you call them in for a meeting or anything where you're talking to them, addressing them as a group or sending out a mass text? How do you handle that? Because you as the team leader, they probably want to hear from you. Well, we had a couple plans in place. Okay. Um, we had kind of said, here's the plan if there is no cancellation as far as practice and kind of what we were doing. We were uh, actually on two off days because we played Tuesday. We were off Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and so we had found out that was, I guess it was late Thursday afternoon. We weren't meeting anyways because it was an off day for rest. So when we found out, uh, we set a time for the next day. A couple kids had some morning classes and, uh, we had a one o'clock meeting, brought in some food. And, uh, really after talking about the emotions of the season and, uh, it was emotional, uh, talking in front of them. Uh, we, we also used that time to celebrate and, uh, we went around the room and everybody talked about what they were feeling, you know, in the last moments of the game, you know, what they were thinking about when they ran on the court, uh, maybe some of the people that had reached out to them and kind of what they did to celebrate. So, you know, it turned into a fun way to celebrate, uh, even though it was in a very, very unexpected meeting, uh, to be having to, to all of a sudden your season ends. Yeah, you don't get get quite that storybook ending, right? After celebrating kind of the the season that it was, and to to have such a strong performance in the Horizon League tournament and go to the NCAA's, how uh, big picture moving past kind of what's gone on and what is going on, how do you foresee this impacting your program moving forward? As you you would get more national attention being uh, in the NCAA tournament, saying you made it and winning a conference title, how helpful can that be to your program moving forward? Which is already. Uh, been outstanding winning you know 20 plus games five straight years and seven of the last eight yeah I, mean, I did feel bad for our, our players I mean I think uh, you know you went on Tuesday and you wouldn't have had, had the selection show till Monday you know in that time between then you would have probably heard a lot of the stories of some really special people Holly Hoopengardner the senior uh, leader that had led us to you know a championship playing her best game in her last game Macy Williams, the two-time player of the year and probably the best post player in the state of Indiana. You know, Rachel McLemore comes back home from DePaul. Those are the stories that people would have been uh, alerted to and had an opportunity to uh, take in. And instead, um, obviously, and for good reason, um, you know, the focus has been on 
the health and wellness of our players and the, and the virus and kind of what goes on. As far as the future goes, um, you know, all, all schools, uh, I think, are, you know, kind of in the same boat. And, uh, you know, nobody really knows what to expect when we'll be coming back to campus. And um, so I, I think, again, it'd be different if this was, you know, somebody else's program was in one spot and we were in another. Everybody's kind of in the same spot, you know, from where they're at. So, you know, it'll be, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what plays out in the next few weeks. And our kids know that it's going to be a fluid situation and we just have to be ready to adapt. You you bring up a good point because part of the fun about March Madness, I think, is following those lesser-known teams or that breakout girl or guy that are have an outstanding season, main maybe playing in uh, different parts of the country. At least a, a small bright spot here is without sports, without games, there are being more stories. Uh, I think being told at least on the local level. I know a, at least a couple of my uh, friends in TV have, have come and talk with you and produce stories about um, the program and, and yourself and, and Holly and all that. So that that at least is some good, I think, to come out of all of this because their stories aren't, haven't been told as much as you'd like. Absolutely. I mean, and I, the thing I tell people is I'm so grateful that we were able to finish our championship and, and them experience that because they had earned that opportunity and you know, it would have been tough had you been in one of those tournaments where you played, you know, maybe a semifinal or a quarterfinal, maybe not at all. And it just, you know, got wiped out. But, you know, there has been, you know, with that standpoint, because there's not a lot of, um, you know, in fact, there's no sports currently. Um, we have probably still seen some of the stories. Uh, you know, a, a writer from Forbes called the other day and we did something on that and Indy Star and, you know, local TV. And so there has been some some nice, you know, um, things uh, shined on in regards to our, our kids. And, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, you know, obviously our program and the university, um, you know, you want to see that, that positive uptick that, that the university would have gotten in the attention. But again, it goes back to the players and their experience and, you know, for them and what they've been through as far as the efforts to, you know, to win a championship, you, you like to see them get rewarded for it. You going stir crazy just yet with no sports on? There's nowhere for you to go. You can't practice. You can't coach. You can't recruit. This might be a, a, a longest break you've had probably in more than a decade. Oh, this is definitely going to be the longest break. My uh, wife had told my parents that uh, <laughs> you know she's she's already liking this no sports because. I've already gone up and organized a closet and helped <laughs> clean, so not two areas I'm, uh, are my strong suit. That's great. Well, congrats on a great season. I wanted to give you guys some spotlight and, and talk us through and hear from what it's like being on the other side. So thanks for the time, Coach. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thanks again to Tim Sinclair, Austin Parkinson, for joining me on this podcast, opening up to their experiences over these last several days. And thanks to you for listening to this episode of The Fieldhouse Files. Even without the games, we'll continue on with at least one episode per week. You can support the show by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and becoming a member of the athletic community at theathletic.com slash fieldhousefiles, where you can get 40% off the annual price. Stay home, be vigilant, and I'll talk to you again soon.